What's up guys? Welcome back to the Female Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today we're talking all about the three unexpected ways your brand affects your income and your business. And before we get started, if you've been needing help when it comes to creating that dream client, finding where they are, converting them from leads to actual paying clients, as as well as trying to stand out online and develop that signature you sense, that unique brand for you, I then I highly recommend you to, one, stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We're going to have an awesome offer. Seriously, such an awesome offer. And two, is that if you've been needing help with this ASAP, I thoroughly recommend you go, if you're in a car, <laughs> please go to the side, take a second, go through the show notes, and click the link for danielleclem.com slash workshop, talking all about how to get these amazing results for yourself and more because I am starting out this brand new workshop coming up. It's the only live round that I'm doing. So if you really want that one-to-one support and also the community that's coming with it of like-minded, amazing women out there who are in the same space as you on top of workbooks, on top of a 90-minute live, highly actionable workshop and tutorials, you seriously need to get on this now. So if you want to do that, go to the show notes below, go to danielleclem.com slash workshop, and let's get started with the episode. You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, so as we know, today we're talking all about the three unexpected ways your brand can affect your income, so let's get right into it. So the first one's talking all about how branding affects your consumer behavior, which really means the way that they decide to choose your product or your service. And as we all know, when it comes to the buying behavior, there's a lot of different factors. I'm not going to get into that today. But what happens is if you can really figure out and kind of go into how your brand can help them, it'll lead into customer loyalty. It'll lead into, honestly, the closest thing a lot of service providers can get to or even product owners, is like that recurring revenue because you built up that customer loyalty. So what do I mean by branding affects consumer purchasing behavior? So I'll give you guys a quick story to help illuminate this. So I think it was a couple years ago, I was looking into mascara. And for those who don't know, honestly, every day, the only type of uh, makeup that I actually use is eyebrow pencil, which has been God's gift to this earth because when I look back at the pictures where I didn't have any type of eyebrow fill-in, oof, is all I can say. Um, So basically that and just mascara. Those are the only two things I use every day for sure. Um, Sometimes eyeshadow if I'm feeling like it. Sometimes eyeliner if I really want to try my hand at geometry to get that line correct, which usually doesn't happen. So anyway... One of the biggest things for me is that essential, which is mascara. So I was looking to find a new product to go to because I was ready to kind of shift things. And I was in between two brands. One, if you guys don't know 
these rants totally fine. I'm just saying them so that you guys can kind of have an idea of how to connect the two. So one is two-faced and the mascara's name is better than sex. I didn't, I didn't name it, but that's just what it was. So it's a little more sleeker. It has a different type of packaging. Um, it's very much meant for that like chic lifestyle. And then there's Ulta, who has a Benefit mascara, kind of like a roller, um, very set up like a 1950s style. Um, they have usually like paint-up girls or like those very pastel type colors in their branding. Both have been, were hugely raved about, still are to this day. And I honestly couldn't tell you which one I was going to go with. I did research, I asked people, and I kept getting kind of like that split in the middle. And... The main reason why I went with Too Faced instead of Ulta was because their packaging looked cooler and appealed to me more. And to be honest, to this day, I still use that mascara over two years later. Might be out of habit, might also because I also think the product's pretty good. Again, not a sponsorship. I'm just wanting to say that the this is a good way of seeing the two products can be very similar. Same thing with two services can be very similar. But the branding can change how the consumer buys something. So I know a lot of people out there might be service providers, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a coach or healer, um, website designer, you might be up and faced against a lot of competition or what you feel like is competition. And one of the easiest ways to stand out is one, give value, which we can talk about in another episode. But two is your branding and what you bring to the table. And I really want this to drive home because... What really happens a lot of the time is that we either spend too much time on branding or not enough time. And I'd rather you guys know about the second one because I feel like a lot of us try and spend too much time on branding. At least I did starting out. So what I mean by this is you spend a little less time on branding. You don't spend enough time finding the clarity for who your dream client is, what they actually like what type of colors they might like or what type of interest they might like, really to get in the headspace of who they are. And without that, it can really lead to a lot of generic branding or not really bring in that people because this is a really big thing I want you guys to know about too, is branding can help with customer loyalty, but it can also help with actual people's buying choices, which I know sounds like a lot to put on yourself, so that's why I want to mention this, is that branding is not all about logos or color palettes. It might help, it might affect, especially for products, it can affect it, but at the end of the day, when it comes to going versus you versus them, it'll honestly depend on one, it'll depend on a multitude of factors that even I can't explain. But one of the biggest ones is whether they relate to you or they trust you. And branding can really help with that. It's one of the main reasons why blue is used so often in logos for companies because blue, the color blue, um, brings a sense of trust and calm for people. There's studies that show on it. Even Doctor's Room sometimes has blue on it to help that calming effect and that trust effect. There are different ways that we can use our brand to positively affect them and to buying from us and I'll give one or two tips for today because the rest I'll go into a little little in a little bit of a later date but one of the main things you can do right now to help with that is to see what wording they use because in any branding wording is huge it's the reason why some people connect with certain things and sometimes they don't for example I couldn't honestly tell you what the Ulta benefits 
mascara name is to this point. I couldn't tell you what the name of the mascara is, but you better know, even if I didn't decide to choose Too Faced Better Than Sex Mascara or not, I definitely remember that name because it stands out and also makes a statement saying it's better than one of what people think is a very good time (laughs) for their day. So I want you to think about too, if you really want to get this nailed down, if you really want to help positively affect your audience, your clients' purchasing behavior, what words are they what words are they using? And what can you integrate into your into your copy, into your email marketing, into your captions on Instagram? And if you're wondering how the heck to even do this, then again, stay stay tuned until later or go down to the show notes to learn more about that workshop because I talk all about this type of stuff with strategy added to it just for you guys. So while we talked a little bit about how it can affect your clients or your audience's buying behavior, buying from you, it can also lead into customer loyalty. And one of the biggest parts about that too, and the next unexpected way, is that branding can actually provide you a competitive edge. And again, this can depend greatly on who your clients are or you know what they want from you. But let's say, for example, with Apple, because they're one of the top of their games or they have been for the last couple of years, there's a certain standard for the most part that they have to put out consistent good content or else things will flop. And let's be honest, there are some certain features that, you know, they need to acquire. There might be certain things that they need to do. But for the most part, they've stayed pretty innovative for the last couple of years. And the main reason why they've had to stay at this consistently or they've had to be in this space is because they develop that competitive edge against all the other phone manufacturers out there. Because what I want you to think about, instead of using the phrase competitive edge, I'd rather you think of it instead as preference. Like, which one do you prefer more? So, like I said before, some people will actually look towards Apple first for a phone or for innovation as for the last couple of years, or at least from, I would say, 2015, 2013 and above, they were one of the main people for phones. I mean, Samsung's coming in now and there are a lot of other ones as well, but before probably 2014, 2012 and above, Apple was the main person. They helped develop this space. Because they were such a giant for the last couple years when it comes to innovation, when it comes to giving the audience what they want, they also built a huge audience customer loyalty. One, because they're smart about how they connect their technology together. And two, it's because they really truly know the emotions and the values of what their audience wants. For example, Apple really plays on the factor of wanting you to feel cool, feel like you're in the club, that you belong when you have an Apple phone. I mean, you hear it all the time or people mention it. You'll see this happen a lot with iPhone users who will talk to non-iPhones and see the green message dots versus the blue, which is like the iMessage. And people will say, we'll go on tangents about this and wonder. And I've even known people before who've done full-on debates about this two things about iPhone and non-iPhone because Apple has built a very strong following because they're in the competitive edge they've been at the top for years. And it's also one of the main reasons why people automatically go to them first, at least they did for for the longest time, because they were at the top and branding can help you get there. And I really want this to set in for a lot of people because I think this is one of the biggest misconceptions. Again, branding is not all about just the logo. Like, although we remember Apple because it's a literal Apple, 
there's more behind it. You wouldn't just go for a phone. You wouldn't go for a multiple hundred dollar phone. I think now they're almost a thousand dollar phone. Could be wrong though. Uh, you wouldn't go for that just for the logo itself. You'd go for it for the results you're getting, for the transformation you're getting, for the way it makes you feel. And same thing comes for your own business. So if you're not sure of how you want your audience to feel, you need to ask them how they want to feel. How, What pain points are you solving and what emotions are you able to change for them? to get out of, to help them get away from, because that'll really change how people see what you do. And people start coming back to you because not only now do you have a positive effect for their buying behavior, but also you're slowly moving up the ranks. You're slowly moving up in that preference for them. And that really makes a huge difference because they'll go to you. You'll, they'll be in you'll be in their mind more. So the last unexpected way is branding can provide a degree of visual or sometimes I even say virtual credibility. I see this happen a lot nowadays because it's one of those necessities you need to have some type of visual appealing website or copy or something that's, you know, appealing to the eye because there's so much out there. And because of the degree of innovation as we just talked about, in Apple or in technology, the bar for what's accepted or what we enjoy for our eyes is higher. And I see this a lot happening between service providers, Uh, whether it's from realtors, from spas, from coaches, from uh, designers. It happens everywhere. And a lot of the times it's from either people who did their website once and just left it that way and it's been years since they, you know, updated it to those who aren't willing to put in the somewhat time and somewhat money to actually establish a really good foundation for their first website. I don't think you need a website designer uh, full force for your first website, especially if you're just getting started. But even stuff like getting a WordPress theme or something like that could be of service for you. And that's a, a different uh, and that's a different episode to talk about. But the main thing I want you guys to bring back from this is a while ago I saw two coaches' websites when I was first looking for a business coach of sorts. And one of them was very minimalistic, very few words, didn't really see her, a lot of stock photos, like so many stock photos, oh my goodness. And there wasn't really any personality there. It was very much so of, you get on the page, there might be one or two things that she offers or that the person, you know, brings in and then says, book with me, call me, let's schedule something. Although I appreciate that directness, I'm not going to just automatically go with you because you said a couple words and then here you are. No, after that, obviously I went to go to other things and there was another coach who had a designer from what I assume create a custom logo with her name, a picture that's not from an iPhone of a girl smiling and with a font saying that I can get you there. Who are you going to feel more swayed towards? Because I definitely felt it for the second person. She looked like she was credible. She looked like she knows her stuff. She looked like she was up to date and it was modern. And those really play a factor when it comes to service providers because we want to know that who we're going to is up to date, knows their stuff, you know, has the understanding that 
you need to have some things look nice, sometimes at least. And one of those times is through websites or is through your branding. And I really recommend for those who need help with this to take a second, go to your website, even ask someone else to look at your website for a couple seconds and see if they would want to learn more from you. See if they would have any tweaks for you. Because sometimes when we've had it up for so long, to us it seems great, but to others it might not be at their standard. Maybe ask one or two past clients, what made them work with you? What made them stay with you? Was it your website? How did they find you? And that way you can start to see what's the best way of going about building that visual or virtual credibility. Maybe it's doing a small photo shoot with a photographer just to get your picture out there. Maybe it's revising your copy. Maybe it's doing these small things to slowly add in that credibility so people want to work with you even more so and feel more comfortable with it as well. So anyone out there, especially service providers, especially those who are coaches, healers, um, anyone in that space of service, like being a service provider at all, you need this. I really, especially if you're doing mostly online work, especially if you're doing mostly online work, you need to look more into this because people want to see you. They don't want to see just words. They don't want to see small things here and there. So just to recap, three unexpected ways that your brand affects your business and your income is one. So first, it hugely affects the consumer buying behavior, the way that your clients and audience buys from you, because it can either lead to customer loyalty or it can lead to people dropping off. The next is branding that provides a competitive edge. As we talked about with Apple, you know, once you get to that space, which you can slowly start to cultivate for yourself, it can really sway what people go towards. And lastly is branding can provide a degree of visual or virtual credibility. Now, again, you guys all need your own credibility, your own certificates, whatever you need for whatever you're doing. But there is a certain point that with a good photo or with a good caption, with good branding does help people sway more. It's just inevitable because people like seeing words and logos that are pretty and appeal to them. So although we talked a lot about products, this is super important for those who are in service-based or even for startups because without developing a true, authentic, and one-of-a-kind to you brand, your business can get chucked into the mix with any of the other designers, coaches, healers, whatever business you're in. Insert here. (laughs) And although I've talked a good amount about product examples, being service-based is actually an advantage because you can provide a more intimate client relationship and experience that can instantly lock them in in a lifetime for brand loyalty. So one of the things that I'll mention when it comes to this experience of cultivating customer loyalty is I actually had my first coach a couple years back and she knew that my, she knew through a form that I gave her when we first started out what my Uh, address was and then what my birthday was. It's very common to do for coaching. So it was actually around the time of my birthday and we were working together at that point and actually got a box from Amazon that was from her for my birthday and it had a little care package of a notebook and different things that she thought I would like and had a little note for me as well. And I took that to heart and I truly was so grateful for her and instantly locked me into being a fan of her to this day. 
And I'll say this because it's true, is that I've worked with a couple other coaches since then, and none of those have done the same. She's the only person, the only coach that I've worked with still, who has actually taken the initiative to send out a gift or to send out something that makes me build that connection with her. Because you know who usually sends gifts to you? Friends, family, loved ones, those who care about you. And if you can start to develop that for yourself, whether it's something as small as a handwritten note, because people really underestimate the power of handwritten notes, or as big as a gift, whatever it can be, can do wonders in your business and can do wonders for your brand because they'll, they'll talk about it. Even today, actually, I gave a gift to, I gave a gift to all of my workshop members and they were starting to come in today and I was getting a picture from one of them who actually mentioned it for me, who talked about it on her own Instagram, on her own Facebook, and on another Facebook group. And that automatically builds credibility for me and builds that client loyalty. So don't underestimate that branding also comes into the client experience and the client relationship that you can give them. So before you can even create a custom client experience, though, you need to have a brand that people can begin to recognize you by, even if it's just your name. And if you've been needing help to figure out where to start branding in your business, who's your ideal client, or how to attract them, or even some Instagram strategy so that you can stand out online and start landing those leads to become paying clients, then you are one of the few I created this live branding workshop for. I saw too many ladies beginning down this entrepreneur path unsure of where to start, how to find clients, and how to find their authentic, what I've been calling unicorn type energy, forward to attract their audience on Instagram, on their website, on Facebook, wherever they need to. If this sounds like you, if you've been struggling with any of these for client attraction, for building an audience online, then head to danielleclem.com slash workshop. It's also in the show notes to grab one of the few, and I mean seriously, one of the few last spots that I have open as this will be the last live round that I will teach for it. So if you're looking for that one-to-one support on top of learning with a tight knit of like-minded ladies going through the same stage as you, then head to this link in the show notes and let's start your next chapter of business and to get your brand and honestly your success path on the right foot. So there you guys have it. I'll talk to you on the next episode. If you have any questions at all about branding, about Instagram, about what's my favorite movie, you can you DM can- me on Instagram at I am Danielle Clem. Or email me at danny at danielleclem.com. I want to hear from you guys. I love hearing from all of you amazing listeners. And without further ado, I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group. Or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.